just a reminder to test what is being said. We haven't. So does it bring us toward Christ? Does it edify us? Is it scripturally sound? Together, and we do it together. All right. Here we go. Okay, so a while back I was reading the Second Chronicles 20, and uh, I, was, I was searching out verses that uh, talked about praise, and, and I came across tons of them in, in, in the Psalms. But then I ran across this one in Colossians, or what did I say? Chronicles. They sound the same. So anyways, the, the story is, is Jehoshaphat was a king, and he was informed that there were some countries that were coming, and they were going to uh, probably annihilate them. And uh, so Joseph, Jehoshaphat called the people together, and they prayed, and they fasted, and they waited before the Lord because there was nothing they could do, is what, what it said. But then early, later in the story, it says, at verse 20, it says, Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekiah. And as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Now get this line. <laughs> as they began to sing and praise the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. They literally turned on each other and killed each other off. All they had to do is wait, have faith, and sing praises to the Lord. Just what we're doing this morning, we have victory in Jesus. And just praise God that we can, we can sing to him. I also wanted to um, add on to that one. The first song we sang, I believe, had something about how the demons run and flee at the mention of his name. And I sat there and I wondered, can, can you imagine having a relationship so deep with Jesus and the Father that all, when something or someone comes against you, you utter the name even quietly and bam, it's gone. I want that. And I long for that for all of us. Um, there was another another line in there about how no one, paraphrasing, no one will stand before him when we're actually in his presence. And I don't know about you, but that's that's hard for me to comprehend because I stand here at these services and generally my knees are locked. But to get to think about how when we are actually in his presence and experiencing his glory, the weight of that is going to be so heavy. It's the way I'm picturing that we won't be able to stand. Well, I don't even think we'll be able to kneel. We'll be prostrate, face down, wondering how did we get here? Because I, I just can't imagine being in perfection like that. And it's just experiencing that. Anyway. Do you have something? 
I think the Lord has given me something to say that fits right in with what Jack was saying, but it's from a New Testament. came to me this morning as we were praying together before church here. He had mentioned then about the shepherds, and I was looking at that passage. I was looking at it again. I'm going to read the whole thing to you. In that same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And that's what you said, didn't you, Jack? They were just sitting there just one night like the other, any other night. And all of a sudden, God showed up. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Don't you just wish that would happen sometimes? It actually does. It's happened to me before. You're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, you realize you're in the Holy of Holies. It happens, and it happened to them that night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. I guess I would be, too, if an angel showed up. But the angel knew what to do. He said, fear not. Don't have to be afraid. This is God. This is God's presence coming in here. The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then it really got crazy. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Yeah can't even imagine that, can you? Being out there, taking care of the sheep, sitting there. It's bad enough that one angel shows up, and then all of a sudden there's a whole, how many of them? I have no idea. Can you imagine those shepherds sitting there watching that going on and listening to it? I think sometimes when we sing here, we get a little bit of a taste of it, what it's going to be like and what it must have been like for them on that day. The angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds looked at one another and they said, "Hey, let's get over to Beth- let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us." And they went with haste. And I thought about that. I thought they're they're running. They can't get there fast enough. God showed us something here. Let's finish the story. Let's get on down there. And they went as fast as they could. And they found Mary and Joseph, and they found that baby laying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. I don't know who all was there at that point, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the shepherds. Maybe other people had been drawn in or something. It sounds like there were more people there. And they told them all. They couldn't couldn't keep it to themselves. All who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But look at Mary's response. Mary took treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And this is the part that really caught me. When it's all said and done, the shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And this is, I think, ties in with what Jack was saying. We can have those kinds of experiences with the Lord, but what happens afterwards? I want to believe that those shepherds' lives were changed from then on. And for the rest of their lives, they couldn't keep it to themselves. And they kept sharing it. 
with people. Are we going to take something this Christmas? Are we asking God to give us such a new revelation of that baby, that baby that came? This is the good news that will be for all the people that we can't keep it to ourselves. It's going to be coming out and it's going to change our lives for the rest of our lives. That is my prayer for myself and for each one of us that this Christmas season, God will get a hold of us like he got a hold of those shepherds and change our lives with the good news that is for all the people. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. If anyone else hears a word, um, Dennis and Peggy are going to be up here in the discernment seats. Just talk to them and we'll discern with you. Um, but thank you. That was great. A great reminder not to be afraid, right? Um, one thing that always strikes me about that story is how it says an angelic host appeared. Um, but when I think about that, like from the paintings I've seen and stuff, it's just like a nice, peaceful, like the clouds are full. Host means army. And uh, <laughs> it was not peaceful. It was like terrifying. The reason that they said fear not is because they were fearing, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, that's the thing. It's like we serve a powerful God, right? And the, the word also says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, okay? So, like, we're not, I don't know. We, yes, like, we need to be able to have that intimacy to have those experiences, but, like, it's there. It's in you already. Like, if you believe in Jesus, then the Holy Spirit is in you, and that's the same power. Like, that same angelic host power is in you right now. Um, and so, when we deal with fear, when it says fear not, um, we have to fight against it because fear is the opposite of faith, right? If we're supposed to have faith in the Lord always, then we cannot let fear have a hold on us. We can't deal with it. Like, we can't let it be. We have to actively push it out. So let's stand, let's sing, and tell it where to go. <laughs> 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 